What is going on, party people? Welcome to another episode of the Custer Chronicles. I am your host, Dwayne Custer, and I'm along with my beautiful co-host, Kelly Kay. Kelly Kay is in the building, and we are recording a little earlier than we normally do, just because we had so much going on this week, we needed a chance to vent to y'all, so here we are. We're venting to (laughs) y'all. All right, so I'm going to start off with something that uh, we finished off with last week, and that was our riddle. Oh, no. So I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so the riddle, this is if I can remember the riddle, because I didn't actually write that down, but I think the riddle. Oh, no. <laughs> for those who listened to the podcast last week, uh, the riddle was a woman shot her husband. She hung her husband. Uh, wait a minute. She shot her husband. She put it, put him under water. Yeah, and then hung him. And she hung him. Yeah. Five minutes later, they went out to dinner. How is How that? is that possible? Right. And I had a few people hit me up on um, on Facebook with their answers. Only one <laughs> person got it correct. My boy Eric Richardson. I should have known because he's a Bloomfield graduate, so I should have known. But he got it right. He actually hit me up, and he broke it all down, and he was correct. The answer is she was a photographer. See, that goes with age, though, because huh. those type of photographers, some of these young people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Now, my boy, uh, my boy CJ, he hit me up, and he had an answer that was, <laughs> was <great>. absolutely <laughs> wrong, but it absolutely <laughs> made sense. I got. I got. Almost got to read it. I almost have to read it because it was too good not to read. Because even after I read it, I was like, "Dang, that, that actually kind of make that. It makes kind of sense." If so for so for Eric's prize, we'll send him merch. Well, yeah, Eric will definitely be getting merch. Eric, we just got in our brand new uh, our brand new podcast stickers uh, and bumper stickers. So you'll be definitely getting one of those. Actually, you'll be getting one of each. So those are brand new hot off the presses. I just got them. Today, so you'll be getting them ASAP, and uh, I plan on having Eric and his wife eventually on the podcast. They've been uh, a big supporter of this podcast before it even had a name, before it even started. So Eric is uh, definitely somebody I want to get on the podcast. But going back to my boy CJ's answer for the for the the riddle that we did last week, um, he said she was on the phone with him. She shot him a text, had him on hold, quote unquote, underwater. Five minutes, then hanged, hang or hung up on him, or hanged him. And he said, "I think I tried too hard on this one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tried too hard, but he, but it's strange because I found logic in it. I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, it does make." Oh, you know what? That could that could be a sneaky answer, but that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> Good try, CJ. But that wasn't it. But what I am going to do is I'm actually going to start this episode with a riddle. So I'll give you guys an opportunity to kind of. Listen to this particular riddle and think about it throughout the episode. So, this particular riddle is pretty pretty difficult. You measure my life in hours, and I serve you by expiring. I'm quick when I'm thin, slow when I'm fat. The wind is my enemy. Hmm. What am I? That's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. All right. I'm curious. I'm curious to see the answers on that one. 
I remember, um, and Eric actually reminded me of it. We had a teacher back in uh, grade school that used to every morning we uh, she would throw out a riddle, and she wouldn't answer it until uh, the end of class or the next day. So we'd be pulling our hair, and there was no internet back then. That just <laughs> dates me, but there was no internet, so we had no way of looking that up. That I mean, can you can you remember the day when there was no internet, like when there was no Google searching for things? Even encyclopedias were limited because you could only find but so much in an encyclopedia. Right. So remember, no internet. High school. That would have been high school. What year did you graduate? Ninety seven. I, I don't even feel so. Ninety four, <laughs> class of ninety four, Bloomfield High School. Ninety four. <laughs> we are old because I remember. When word processing was a class, like that was an elective. Yes, it was that typing. Yeah, typing. Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. was an elective that you took before you went to um, college. Yep, sure it was. You get college credits or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I took. Um, I want to say it was like my junior or senior year. Might have been junior. Um, I'm in a word processing or typing class. I'm the only dude in the class, and I, I mean, I, I think I might have did it because. I didn't know any better, but obviously when I got into the class, I was like, I'm the only dude in the class for the sure girls. I'm sure you like that. I love it, because I had all the, popular, all the popular girls who were uh, upperclassmen were in the class with me, and I'm sitting around, and I'm like, I've been wanting to talk to you. I've been wanting to talk to you. I don't even think I know what your name is, but I've been wanting to talk to you, too. And here I am sitting right next to him for a whole, a whole school year. So little did we know that that would have been the way of life, because... They would teach us um, how to type without looking down at the keyboard, right? Which was impossible. Which I still cannot do. It's it. Okay, I I had to first climb the hurdle of not using the one finger peck because that's all I knew how to do. <laughs> so when they were teaching us how to extend your fingers, extend your fingers, you got to use certain fingers to hit certain buttons, and then to do it without looking at the at the keyboard, and then to do it at a speed. Yeah, no. Like, all of that I was learning in 1992-93 in the word processing, word processing, and everybody was kind of laughing about it, like, why would you take that class? It's stupid. You're taking a word processing class like that? When are you, when are you ever going to use it? Little <laughs> did they know. Where we were headed. About 15, 10 to 15 years later, not even that long. It might have been, like, maybe five years later. I, like, my first job was a customer service job. I'm sitting in a call center answering calls, and I can type without looking. I can look at two different screens. I can answer multiple phone calls. I can multitask because I took that word processing class. Everything I learned in Ms. D'Angelo's class actually came, like, it was useful. So thank you, Ms. D'Angelo, if you're out there, if you hear this. But um, but it made me think back, like, to, like, that we are in the generation that had nothing and then we have everything. Everything. Whereas your kids, they were born with everything. They have no mm-hmm. idea how to survive without cell phones, no. internet, Xbox. They don't even know how to read a digital, not a digital clock, a oh analog an clock. Analog. They can't do it. Or no, for example, we were messing with my 15-year-old, telling him what's a quarter after, what's a quarter till. And he had no idea what we were talking about. Right. Because everything's digital for them now. So I had to explain it to him. Now he knows. However, ask your kid that. See if they know it. I guarantee they don't. Even if, as a teacher, we're teaching time. We teach those things. Right. But they're not using it. So it's almost like, should we teach them that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or should we start pulling away from that because everything's going digital? I mean, that's a good question. Because someone had to teach someone how to read a sundial at some point in time until that became obsolete. 
Right. I mean, it sounds it sounds goofy, but you know, um, but the transition over to I mean, like even something like cursive. Now, we've talked about this before. <laughs> like, if you flashback to when we were in elementary school, because we're not that far off, we're only a couple of years off, but still remember back when, like, like third or fourth grade, we had the blackboards that mm-hmm. had the <clears throat> the cursive the cap, you know, the cursive capital A and then the lowercase A and then the cursive capital B and then the lowercase B. All above the chalkboard. So if you're ever writing, you have a reference point because we're going to be writing everything. In, and even right. your, your teachers would almost require you to write essays mm-hmm. and papers cursive. in cursive. Um, and be able to read it, too. Oh, of course. And, and I mean, so much so that like, I would be practicing my autograph all day long on my mm-hmm. notebooks. We signing my name with get my D's right, do my C's right. Like I would practice all of that for hours. Come to find out, the only time I ever use my 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 cursive is when I'm signing my name to That's it. a check mm-hmm. or a document or whatever paperwork. Um, everything else is print. Like I could, like I probably, if I could focus, I could probably write a paragraph in cursive. But I would mess up a few letters, like the same. Z. <laughs> yeah, same. But do we really need it anymore? It's been obsoleted. Because even, for example. When I was buying a house, they would send me documents over. You're e-signing. That's true. Yeah. You e-sign everything, so you don't need a signature for that. Right. You said you mentioned checks. That's going to be gone soon. Yeah, I haven't used a check in forever. I only use a check for one person in my life. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm well <laughs> he he insists on having a check, so I yes. have that for him. Well. Um, <laughs> which is totally okay. Actually, my dog groomer, she. Oh, that's right. I have to that's write right. her a check too, and and the school. I do it for the school when I send the boys with certain stuff. But I could do that online. A lot of that could be done online. All of it could be. Yeah, I mean, all of it could be done in online. But it, it's, it's you're almost, you're just kind of watching the last relics hang on to checks and. Yeah, you know, like you know, the last person that still had a, v- a VCR when everybody was switching over to DVDs. Now the the last person with All checks. Right. So funny story is, um, so my mom passed away. Before she passed away, she was a huge collector of DVDs. Like oh. that was her thing. Like she had close to maybe two or three thousand DVDs. Wow. Um, her and my aunt used to have a competition to see who can get the most, you know, the newest movie, the best movie, most exclusive movie, hard to find movies. Mm-hmm. So they would be going back and forth collecting movies to a point where their collection just got super huge. She she stopped watching them. Like she had her favorites, right? But she was like, if I ever get into the mood to watch my two left feet, or you know, the the Die Hard series, right. or you know, Lethal Weapon, I can watch them because they're here. And um. So when she passed away uh, last February, I had to sell and get rid of everything. So I had people coming to the house, picking out things that they want. And I'm like, hey, got this DVD collection. <laughs> you should have saw the looks of, wait, what? <laughs> DVD? <laughs> Who uses a DVD player anymore? Player? Like, I was getting looks like that from people who I'm just kind of like, well, Wait All a right. minute. They still have Redbox? So people are using it. Some people. And, you, and if you ever see how <laughs> embarrassed and people look like they're trying to get them red box movies. I'm trying movies. to remember when's the last time I got a red box movie. But I have a DVD player. Because you know that's how Netflix started. Netflix started off doing the red box thing. Oh. Hmm. Netflix used to just be the discs. I'm curious of how many people really box. use it. 
still because otherwise they'd be gone. I'm I don't see them anymore. No, okay, no, they're so, at all the okay. Walgreens. That's what I was about to say. Not anymore. Go to the Walgreens across the street. Yes, it was. I, I could have sworn I saw no. it the other day. It's oh, gone. They're, they're, they used to be a friend of CVS and the Walgreens. They are gone. Oh, oh. People have thrown away their DVD <laughs> players. I keep my DVD player just in case. It's a little small one. <laughs> Comes in handy from time to time. Now, the smartest thing to do is just kind of convert everything to digital format. And um, just just kind of save it on a hard drive so it's less space. Now, the hard thing is, is I have um, I have plays that I've stage <laughs> plays that I've done that were recorded on DVD that I, I now I can't find a I can't find okay because laptops don't even have no, disc they don't. drives anymore. You have to you have to buy the external right. So I gotta go out and buy a whole new piece <laughs> just to convert it digitally. <laughs> now I got an extra piece that I paid eighty bucks for that I'm no longer gonna need. You ready for this? I think I still have VHS tapes, <laughs> the Disney series. And everything. I'm going to have to look. Well, I tell you what, if you still have those D- Disney ones, those may be worth money. I, I know I still have, like, Titanic, like, the whole series of that. It's all VHS. Okay. If you, I'm saying if you have Disney ones, those are worth money. I got to look. I wonder if I got rid of those from the boys or not. Because some of them they stopped making. They stopped putting those out on, like, right. on anything. Like, if you found, if you had the Lion King on VHS, do I you know how I much do. money that would be? Do you know how much money that's worth? I think I have that. I think I have. I have Little Mermaid. I have Beauty and the Beast. I have. I think I have all of those on VHS. I, I'm really. I'm almost positive I have those. I'm going to have to check the cabinet and see if I have those. Especially if there were some money, <laughs> it's time to pull it out and, and cash in. Yeah, I remember watching. Um, I don't know. I want to say either someone was having a conversation and it made me like YouTube it to see what it was, what it might be worth. But there was a, there is a list somewhere online where it breaks down like how much like Aladdin is or the Little Mermaid or or Lion King. It tells you which ones that they stopped making early on, so they were hard to find. Um, And I used to collect them, so I'm I had all of them. I don't know if I still have them. I'll have to. If I have them, they're in my entertainment center because I have an old school entertainment center. So if I have them, they're in the cabinet for that. Uh, so let me see. So I'm, I'm looking online. <laughs> He's looking online to see if we can make some money on the side here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean. <laughs> but while he's doing that, let me tell you a funny story about checks. So I dated someone who still carried around a checkbook in their back pocket. On purpose? On purpose. Yes, it was on purpose. I mean the dating him part. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, every time I'd see this checkbook, I'd panic. I'd be like, no, no, no. Don't ever do that around me. I will literally walk away from you if we're in Publix or somewhere and you start writing a check. I will, I'm going to leave. Like you're going to hold up the line. He would deliberately do it. Deliberately. I don't know how many times I walked out of a store embarrassed because he had this dumb checkbook. So that'd be uh, two chicken nuggets, <laughs> small fry, and a McFlurry. Okay, we're looking at seven eighty-five. All right, who will write this check out to? I, I'm, say, I'm sorry. Say it again. Uh, who do I write this check out to? Uh, for the, the meal, seven eighty-five. Right. Am, am I writing it out to Mister McDonald, Ronald? Am I writing it out to him? All right, cool. Let me get a pen. Listen, That's embarrassing. This was at Publix, and the girl was so young as a cashier, she just kind of was like, you're going to do what? 
She didn't even know what they were. I was just like, this is not happening. I will play. Move out of the way. Let me use my card. I'll pay for it. I don't want you to rip that up. And I was like, why do you do that? And his first reason was it takes a little bit longer to process to the bank. Mm. I'm like, so you don't have any money in the bank? Like, what are we talking here? What's oh, yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you waiting He's to get paid? He's front-loading them checks like, listen, right. I don't get the direct deposit until next week. Right, and it'll take a couple of days for this oh, to go I'm through. <laughs> so he mentioned that one time. So I was like, okay. And then other times he was like, I just like to have documentation because his had the little, like. Stub. It had the stub that you could read. Oh, he had a carbon print. <laughs> yes. Oh, my so, goodness. But he literally put it in his back pocket with his wallet. And I would be so embarrassed. That brother probably used brute <laughs> Listen, for cologne. <laughs> this particular person that I Jacquard. dated had a lot of weird things and a lot of weird habits. Wow. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, we could do that. I would pretend, pretend like I don't know who we're talking about. But, um, <laughs> I gave it away just with that comment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of figured that one. But, okay, so going back to the VHS thing. Right, so what would you find? I'm finding this list. So this particular, I wanted to see specifically this particular movie. I wanted to see Lion King. So the Lion King... I'm going to read what the article says. It says, The Lion King is an ultimate, an untimely classic that released around the same time that I was born. The film is a coming-of-age story about a young lion cub named Simba who is destined to take over as king of the pride lands until tragedy strikes. Feeling as if his father's demise is his own fault, Simba mysteriously disappears. The first edition of this VHS tape is approximately $1,500, which is a lot of money for one single Film $1,500 that is absolutely ridiculous for a VHS tape that I want to say the last time I saw it was 1995-96 that's when I saw it I used to work at a shoe store in the mall back in Connecticut uh, West Shore not West Shore West Farms Mall I used to work at a shoe store out there and there was a, a, a kids department I worked in the kids department yeah, the kids, they, they try to give entertainment to the kids who were sitting in there having a trial with a bunch of shoes. So they had a TV and they had The Lion King on repeat right. all day long. So I worked from morning. Sometimes I worked a full <laughs> day from morning, opening the clothes. So I saw The Lion King about 30 times a day for about a year and a half. So I had the movie memorized, had the songs memorized, had all the characters. I knew everything. I was so tired of seeing and hearing that movie. I hate The Lion King to this day because of it. But... I wish I would have asked. We, that store closed down. I wish I would have asked to keep that VHS. But I wouldn't <laughs> have known. But $1,500. You that, hated it, so it wouldn't. I, I, I would have been selling it. To <laughs> I, um, now, what's good is the new Lion King. Ugh. The new animation. I know Ugh. you wouldn't go see it or do anything. That and Beauty and the Beast turned out really, really good. If you say so. <laughs> Listen, I am not a Disney fan. I, I know I'm going to get shot, but just from being from Florida, womp, womp, womp. loving Orlando as much as I do, I hate Disney stuff. Now, okay, hate is a strong word because I dig Mickey Mouse. Um, and I got like a couple. Tinkerbell and I got stuff. A, I got a couple Mickey shirts. I anyway. Um, <laughs> I do not like Disney because Disney was not made for boys. 99 to 98% of the of Disney cartoons were for girls for the exception of what Pinocchio Aladdin but the boy was cursed cuz he lied and his nose got long so it's like it was they was just <laughs> not made for boys if you lie your nose will get long um 
Who'd you say? You said Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin came out later, but... Yeah, so you're talking about out of Disney's catalog, we're naming off two movies that are made for boys. Pirates of the Caribbean I'm was sure, Disney, wasn't I'm it? I'm sure Parent, no. Yes, it was. It's on. It's Disney at Disney. Bought them. Oh, okay. I was trying. Yeah, Disney bought What about Dumbo what? and stuff like that? That wasn't geared for girls. I thought this, I thought Dumbo was a girl for the longest. I ain't gonna front. I thought Dumbo was a girl. He came on. He, he sounded a little feminine. Was Bambi a boy or a girl? A, a boy. Bambi was a boy. I, I don't know. Hold on. I got. I got to look that up because again, all these care, all the boy characters come off of feminine. Now I know I'm about to get. I'm about to get tased by the fans out there. And you're like, oh, you're supposed to accept these. You sound like you're a hater. No. All the characters come off very effeminate. So whether they're a female, they come off as being docile and taken advantage of and, you know, and, and abused. But the boys, they come off sounding effeminate. They, they're, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. Not a huge fan. It was nothing. But I'm also a kid who ended up growing up on He-Man. G.I. <laughs> Joe, you know, uh, Mask and GoBots, Transformers. I grew up on like the, you know, boys playing with guns and shooting and, you know, being robots and saving the world, being heroes. Yeah. And nothing about. So, okay, I'll give you an example. So, all the Disney princesses had princes that came and saved them, right? Right. They never tell the story from the perspective of the princess. That would be good for them to do. They they could make billions off of just doing that. Right? Let's, t- let's tell the let's tell the prequel story of how the prince became the prince or became the king, and then met or, her. Yeah, and then met. So you got from like his a, point of view. Bam. Kind of like what they're doing You're with Disney. <laughs> Disney's going to pull that one because right now they're pulling the villains and doing the Cruella. point of view. Yes, I saw. I did see the um, the trailer for the new movie that's coming out, Cruella. Got my attention. Came front. Got my attention. <laughs> I like the story of the origin stories of a bad guy because when you start focusing on the origin stories of bad guys in movies, you actually start to relate. You can kind of see, you can either see when that person kind of turned and became a little crazy. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, they were right on the right path, but they just went a little too left with it. Or, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can pretty much relate to the, the bad guy. What's up? I did look up Bambi. Bambi was a boy, a Bambi roe a deer boy. that has a white, white-tailed white deer. A white-tailed deer. So that's how you know it's a boy. Okay. Did it say how old Bambi was supposed to be? <laughs> no, it was a newborn. Because remember, he could barely walk. I never saw it. Okay, then you can't talk about Bambi then. I'm not talking about baby. I've seen enough clips to hear. To it. actually, you know what? They were books too. So my mother bought the books. I just had. I was a Sesame Street baby. Oh. So I grew up on Sesame Street. Could care less about Disney. And then I, I ended up. I grew up with Charlie Brown and you know all that stuff. So I didn't. I had no need for Disney. I had Sesame Street. Are you kidding me? I loved Disney. You got Disney, Disney and you got Cookie Monster. Are you? I'm taking Cookie Monster, Grover, Oscar <laughs> Grouch, Snuffleupagus, Big Bird over anything Disney. Wow, Sorry, you know all me. their names. What about the trash can one? Um, I said Oscar the Grouch. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you ain't going to stop me on this one. <laughs> My favorite character of all time, Sesame Street, was The Count. The Count was so cool. 
Well, actually, it was Cookie I'm Monster. I'm sure you could do cat. that voice too. I could. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it on air. One. Ah, ah. Listen. <laughs> I told you you could do it. I, yeah, you didn't hear that. Anyway, so yeah, Cookie Monster was probably my because my mom would she like throw cookies at me as a mm-hmm. kid. She was like, "You want cookies?" Uh, she's like, "You got to do it." I started doing the Cookie Monster voice as a baby, and it sounded adorable. I'm not going to do it now because it oh, sounds you less were cute. adorable. Okay. No, I wasn't cute, but. <laughs> what about shows? <clears throat> like Punky Brewster. Huge Punky Brewster fan, um, probably for all the wrong reasons as a kid. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I thought Saleel Moon Fry was gorgeous. I had a crush on Punky Brewster. Uh, but, yes, I did watch the show. I still have the theme song mem- uh, memorized. Oh, do you? Go for it. No, I'm not going to do that. No, it's singing time. Come on. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. But I have just about every... Well, this is... Okay, so inside, behind the uh, behind the, the curtain here. So the first night that Kelly and I talked on the phone for, <laughs> for 12 hours, one of the things that we actually bonded on early was um, our love for 80s and 90s TV shows, specifically mm-hmm. like the sitcoms that came on. And... Um, one little fun tidbit about me is I know all the theme songs for just about every show from the 80s and 90s. I mean, really word does. for word. I mean, from beginning to end. And this is stuff that I haven't heard in probably decades, but I still haven't memorized. Um, so I can pretty much, pretty much, just a few that I can't quite remember certain words, but I know no majority of the theme songs for every 80s show. Especially, Especially the cartoons, like Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget. Oh, that was, that's DuckTales. Oh, no. DuckTales, that's class. <laughs> Chippendales. Mm-hmm. Um, Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Oh, yeah, Heathcliff was a good one. Um, what else? The Snorks, the Smurfs. Um, I got it all. G.I. Joe. That, that really wasn't a cartoon, but. Alpha was a cartoon eventually. And, and it started off as a TV show, became a cartoon, then became a breakfast cereal, then merchandise, action figures, stuffed animals, all of that. <laughs> You know way too much. I'm, I'm telling you, I know garbage, way garbage too pails. They, much. They, garbage pails. They weren't a show, though, were they? Garbage Pail Kids started off as cards, just a collectible right. cards. And they ended up becoming so popular that they turned it into a um, a movie. That's what it was. It was a Garbage Pail Kids movie that came out, I'm going to say, 86 if you Google that, I'm assuming the Garbage Pail, Garbage Pail Kids movie came out back in 86, 87. Mm, I don't know. Um, either way, um, it was super popular. Uh, I can run off all the kids. Yeah, 87. Garbage Pail Kids movie came out in 87. So, because they were real popular in 85, 86. I remember we would literally, my, my, my boys, uh, Arkea and Alonzo, we would... Um, they had like all the new packs, so we would go down to their house when they're opening these new packs, and we were looking at them like like we were opening them with them, like they would like we were taking them home. Kind of like the Pokemon cards now. I guess Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon would probably mm-hmm. is the only modern day equivalent to what Garbage Pail Kids was back then, and you would exchange them for whatever one you want. Like if you had doubles and you ain't need it, mm-hmm. you know, let me get uh, Apple Corey, and then let me Not get. Not that you uh, know their names. Oh yeah, still. oh no, I remember no. a lot of their names. A lot of their, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, and we would exchange it. It just so happens I lived on a street with a whole bunch of kids, and we were all relatively the same age. So, it was a couple of them that were a couple, maybe one or two years ahead of us. Right. But we all did the same things. So, we all had garbage pail kids. So, it's like if, we, if 
Arkea doesn't have it. Alonzo might have it. If Alonzo doesn't have it, Corey up the street might have it. Corey doesn't have it. Tad might have it. And this person might have it. So we were all going to each other's houses, just collecting and sharing. <laughs> like, you know, you got this new one. You got this new one. So Garbage Spell Kids took on a life of their own to a point, like I said, that they, they made a movie and it was trash. Absolute garbage. It was horrible. Like the, like the first Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, but Ninja they had, Turtles. They had a few movies, though. And they, they yeah. used to come in concert. Because my little brother went to a concert. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was like on ice, right? Wasn't it like no, ice? It, wasn't mm-hmm. on ice? it was an actual concert. I can't remember what the heck they were singing or how that all went, but it was an actual concert he went to. I have to look that up. I, I don't. I thought about it being like on ice. Ninja Turtles. No. Ice they put everything on ice back in the eighties. Well, they do that now <laughs> with all the Disney stuff. Right. All the Disney shows and stuff, they'll put those on ice, or they'll do like a play with them and stuff. Yeah, what um, was, what was what was your favorite cartoons? I won't say you narrowed it down to one. But what were some of your favorite cartoons growing uh, up? Mine would be I loved Ducktales when I got home. Um, Ducktales, Inspector Gadget. I watched Shira. Um, oh, Looney Tunes. Wasn't that in the eighties? Which one? You talking about the original Looney Tunes? You talking Taz. Tiny Tunes? Ooh, I don't. Mm. No, it's okay, so it was, the, it was the old ones, the original ones with with because there was Taz. Yeah. Taz was the big. He was the original. You know, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes. Yeah, okay, yeah. see, I had it. Now, now that <laughs> during that same time that um, Ducktales and everything was on, right? There was Tiny Tunes. And they were supposed to be like the Looney the Tunes. Kit. No, well, Looney Tunes was the original. Okay. Tiny Tunes was the offspring, not necessarily kids, but not the kids of the original characters, but they were kids. <laughs> and like the original Looney Tunes were like the OGs. Well, yeah, I would say those were my those were my favorites. The DuckTales. Yeah, we're the... tiny. We're toony. We're all a <laughs> little loony. <laughs> no, no, that's Animaniacs. Wait a minute. <laughs> so you got that's me Animaniacs. Because okay, I got that. I got that mixed up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got Animaniacs mixed up. I was wrong the same time. What was Tiny Tunes? I can't remember now. My brain is shutting down. If I hear the beginning of it, I know it. It's anyway, been a, it's been a long week, so we're. Yeah, this is how we're decompressing, talking yeah. about '80s stuff. But what oh. were your favorites? How about Scooby Doo? Scooby Doo was awesome when there was nothing else on. Exactly. It was one of those. All right, if all the cartoons are off for the day, and the last one that's on is Scooby Doo, I ride with it. There was a dinosaur one. Um, the baby kept saying, "I'm the mama." Or yes. You're the mama. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was that called? That was called dinosaurs. Yeah. So yeah. I used to watch. But that. that was more like a Simpsons kind of almost adult comedy. <laughs> it was like a like an adult sitcom act live action because it wasn't right. animated. Um, but I'm the mama. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I remember that one. I think it was just called Dinosaurs because it was yeah. on ABC. Right, and then you have like um, Care Bears. And didn't didn't really do Care Bears. Didn't really because <laughs> okay. So the girls and had My Little Care Pony Bears. and all that. That was you guys all... had Rainbow Bright. Yeah, Strawberry Shortcake, Pound Puppies, My Little Pony, Jim. <laughs> Jim and the holograms. I'm sure somebody's out there going, oh, my God, Jim. Or you talk about, like, Full House and stuff that's still around 
for the kids now. Like, my kids still watch old episodes of Full House, and I'm like, y'all know nothing about the show. Not a thing. Nothing. DJ Tim. Miami Vice, all that. Uh, let's talk about Full House for a minute. Go for it. Did you ever have a crush on any actors on TV? <laughs> Every girl had a crush on Jesse. Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle Jesse. Okay. All Uncle right. Jesse. So that was that was your childhood TV crush. You what am like, I gonna say? Like DJ, <laughs> like the girl. No, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about just that show. I'm just talking about from any show oh. growing up. Who who were like some of your TV crushes? Listen, they weren't TV crushes, but my biggest crush growing up was New Kids on the Block and KOTB. And I saw them as an adult, my thirtieth birthday. That's pretty sad. <laughs> Still trying to hold on and, to your youth and scream the whole time. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go see him again like tomorrow. She wants she, she wants to see Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> comes out in a walker. <laughs> I don't care as long as they're all there. I ain't go front. I, I did like New Kids on the Block. I like maybe I like the uh, the songs. I didn't know anything about them personally. I don't remember any of their names except Donnie and I knew all of them. Uh, Jordan Chase, or Jordan? Yeah, he was, okay. I remember that, but that's that's about <laughs> it. Um, but a couple of the songs, I, if you put on, I might be able to kind of rock out with a few songs. But I literally had everything New Kids on the Block in my room. My sheets, my pillowcase, my I had a little pillow that was them. I had all the action figure dolls that were them. I had posters on the wall, T-shirts. I, I can't lie. I think, I, I think the only musical group that rivaled New Kids on the Block when it comes to merchandise was maybe Michael Jackson. Mm-mm. But New Kids on the Block had... I, okay, let's put it like this. There was a girl that I knew from, from grade school who had New Kids on the Block everything. She had bed sheets. She had pillowcases. <laughs> she had a comforter set. She had buttons. She had a jean jacket, jacket. Yep. that had every dude's buttons on it. Yep. And she had it airbrushed on the back and KOTB. Um, that kids that you could block. buy. She didn't do it on her own. We all. Oh had no, no, those. no. She had some. She had an aunt. They had that bought oh. the bought the pins <laughs> and then embroidered them on. This is back before bedazzling came out. But she had the whole thing done. Um, she had posters. She had pictures. She <laughs> would go to their concerts. Um, she had all of this stuff. Like this. Did they have? Oh, they had all the magazine covers. Mm-hmm. You know the little the little. Boy magazine or the little sixteen girl magazines. You used to watch um, talk shows that they'd be on. Oh yeah, interviews and stuff for interviews. Yeah. You try to call as a little girl, and they'd be like, "We recorded this a week ago." Yeah, the girls are heartbroken. <laughs> heartbroken. Yeah, I could do that again. Um, what about you? What were your favorite cartoons? You mean crushes? Cart. Well, you didn't tell me. We didn't finish the cartoons. Well. Those- I go back to the I go back to the cartoon. Well, your crush was Punky Brewster. That was one of them. That's one. Oh, he oh, had many. Oh, I had many. <laughs> he was all about the women. I was I was on hormone overload at that age. You're talking about a <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old, and a lot of these shows stayed on for a while. So it was definitely hormone central with me. So Punky Brewster was obviously, like I said, Punky Brewster was it. Then it uh, now this is in no particular order. Laura from Family Matters. Oh, here you go, Uh, DJ. (laughs) DJ. (laughs) Stephanie was, I think Stephanie was my age, but DJ I thought was cuter. What's crazy is you don't have a type. Oh, no, I don't. It goes all over the place. All over the place. White girls, black girls, skinny girls, thick girls, like them all. That's that's how it was. But as as a kid, I'm just kind of, 
My biggest crush, celebrity crush, early on, not now, can't stand her now. Totally different. Thank God God didn't listen to me going, I want to marry her. I would have shot myself. It was Mariah Carey. I had every cover of every magazine Mariah Carey was ever on. Well, what was your turning point? Because you do not like her anymore. Uh, when she started getting like real bougie, started getting real like diva, the whole diva ish. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> well, she had when she started getting work done and she acts better than everybody. That kind of thing. I don't like that kind of crap. Yeah, she started coming off saying, uh, I want to say it might have been an MTV Cribs um, edition when she was, I think they were doing a tour of her house and she had nothing but like high heels in the closet. So she doesn't wear anything but high heels, even around the house. What? And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm sure if you go on YouTube. I bet you her feet are ugly. I bet bet they are too. Listen, I'm telling you, she did the interview in a because she only wears lingerie around the house yeah. and she refused to do anything different for this cribs episode so she had lingerie on with <laughs> heels well isn't that like a guy's a guy's dream no. us walking around in lingerie and heels no thank you <laughs> good answer babe i prefer the other suit that you guys walk around in the you birthday know suit. the birthday suit so what's the point that's in buying different. lingerie and stuff like that? Uh, not all guys. See, that's the thing. Y'all hear other guys talking about lingerie and assume that, oh, my guy must want lingerie. I don't give a damn about lingerie. I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. Yes, if you have it on, am I going to go, oh, my God, that's, that's really pretty. It's a nice color. It's a nice material. Take it off. Go ahead, take that off. I don't want to see that. Take it off. You're wasting time even putting it on. Because <laughs> if I want to stare at if I said, ooh, let me just stare at you for 20, 30 minutes, you're going to be like, bro, what are you doing? Like all you want to do is just look at me in this laundry. You don't want to take it out. You like some of them. Like and prefer two Uh different things. (laughs) You just want to get down to it. (laughs) If you said, "Babe, how would you prefer me? Do you want the white lingerie, the yellow lingerie, the brown? I mean, like pick a color. I'm gonna say uh, neither. Be naked. That is my choice. My choice is naked all the time." No, I'm good. Sorry, my yeah. equipment is falling apart here. Uh, that's just my fault. I'll work on this later. So anyway, um, yeah, lingerie is not my choice. I I can appreciate it for what it is, but I'm literally counting down the minutes until you remove it. Listen, I enjoy and appreciate good lingerie. Don't get me wrong, but if you say, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna dress up for you, and I'm gonna wear lingerie, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say you don't have to do that." That is 20 minutes that I won't be able to give back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's horrible. Hold on. We'll, 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 I'm going to let him quit, keep digging that hole. Nah, we're going to delve back into that. Let me finish my main point. So my main <laughs> point is that was a turning point in my disdain for Mariah Carey. Okay, so who else? Um, it was Mariah Carey. You're going to laugh at this one. Paula Abdul? No, I wouldn't laugh at that yeah, one. Yeah, Paula Abdul for me. Still? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking, she, I'm talking. She's kind of she's kind of off the rockers now. No, nah, I'm talking. You talking about back in like '89? Yeah, yeah. '89. What was the one that she did with the cat? The um, uh, opposites attract. Yes, that was one of my favorite songs. Yeah, so she was on Arsenio's Arsenio Hall show a lot because they were really good friends, and uh, that video was on TV a lot. I was a real big Paula Abdul fan, um, and I think I left Paula Abdul for Mariah Carey, and. Then I left Mariah Carey for Vanessa Williams. 
And then I left Vanessa Williams for Whitney Houston. You're just going down the rabbit hole at this point. I left Whitney Houston for Janet Jackson. Hmm. Then I left Janet Jackson for... Who did I leave Janet Jackson for? I don't remember. That's a good question. I want to say, like, my celebrity crushes kind of stopped after... Oh, Lisa Turtle. Uh, uh, Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell. Oh yes. my gosh! Not okay. not now, not now's version of her, but the early like when she Saved was on by, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Yes. Yeah, she was cute. I'll give you that. Lark Voorhees, aka so Lisa was, Turtle. So was Zach. Look here, and, it's overrated. And the one that still looks like Mario Lopez. Gotcha. He still looks good. Yeah. Well, hey, like, well, how does he do that? He looks like he did when he was on the show. Latino. That's how that they don't age. That the guys don't. Well, you know what? He's old. He, he's got to be my age. How old? He's is older than Lopez? us. He's older than both of us because we were watching them as teenagers. We were in elementary when we were watching that show. I was. Uh, <laughs> dang, what year was that? No, because Save by the Bell came out. Ah, so now I, you got us googling stuff. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking up <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I'm going to look up Mario Lopez, and we're going to find out. Mario Lopez. Okay. 1989 is when they came out. They He's were August 47. of... Yeah, I told you he was older than us. But the show came out in August of 1989 to May of 93. That's all it lasted? Well, the original one did. Then they came out with like the college years. And They're coming up with a new one, too. They should stop. They really should because I don't think that's gonna just like the nine oh two one oh when they tried to do redo that, it just doesn't work. They they should stop every reboot. In Melrose Place. And stop it. Those were all good originals. Stop it. <laughs> they were really good originals. They should stop. But he was fine and kept it. He definitely kept it. He's, I mean look he's a great looking guy. He he maintained and managed his uh his looks. Um how? For you decades. think he's had work done? I think he has. He's I don't too, think so. He's too, I, I think he's, too, he's too young. He's too he's young. He's 47. He's too young to get that kind of work done. You I mean, can t- and, 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 and if you do that much work to look that young, it starts to show. You cannot see it. You don't see uh, his forehead, his super shiny, well, his eyes look swollen shut. or his li- <laughs> He hasn't done anything to his lips. I mean, he's got I the dimples. I think the work. dimples help. He's got the dimples, and it makes him look young. Dimples make you look like you're 12. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, 47 years old, A.C. Slater. Um, and he's the only one that actually didn't mind talking about the show. Every other person almost was annoyed having to talk about their character on the show. So Mario Lopez release, um, reveals his recent surgery. So, yes, he does have work done. He might have had an appendix surgery. He didn't have fa- plastic surgery. <laughs> it was. A, it was a torn bicep. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying, people. I was don't, trying. I'm trying to elude these people. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Lopez is on plastic surgery. No, anyway. I, um, I'm still going to I'm gonna look that one up. And shout out to Dustin Diamond, who passed away uh, last year. So that's, that's still pretty sad. Yeah. Um, the man got diagnosed with stage four cancer and was gone in like less than a month. So he didn't know at all? <laughs> no. Nah. I don't know, but according to um, according to the information that was given to us, that they they they, sh- they said that he had just found out, 
literally gone to the doctor, wasn't feeling well all of a sudden, right. went to the doctor, and then they, they found out that it was too far along to really do anything about. So let me ask you a question. Would you want to know years in advance that you have cancer and you're going to have to battle it and you're going to have this and this and this? Or would you want to find out and only have like a month? You're going to have to repeat the question and make it logical. Say it again. Okay, so if you were going to get diagnosed with an illness that's going to kill you, it's eventually going to kill you no matter what. Do you want to know years in advance and go through treatments and stuff like that and have time with your family? Or do you want to know, be told like in December, you know you're dying in January? No, I want years, years in advance. There is a part of me that needs to... I guess as a as a Christian, you sort of go through your life thinking that you have tomorrow. You can make your plans. You got next week. You got next month. Mm-hmm. Um, you start thinking to yourself that not necessarily that you are immortal, but you start forgetting. You get numb to the fact that your days aren't promised. Right. So you start going, okay, I'm going to focus on doing ministry or doing this for other people and helping the homeless or helping orphan women or still, you know, donate to the abused women's shelter or St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to wait until like my late 40s. I'm going to save up a certain amount of money and then I'm going to have a little bit of money set aside so I can donate and time that I can donate. When you're told that you're about to die or that you're dealing with a, a, a disease that can take you out at any point in time if you don't do this treatment but it could still be 50-50 you start to focus on what's really important your your mind starts to shift like I'm spending all this time working the stock market for what? Right. spending all this time trying to you know save for this 401k or climb up the corporate ladder or you know build this, this extension to my house for what? but even if you find out two years in advance and you know you're going to die well, you, you have those how, two years. Well, that was the question. If you have those two years, you already know it's going to happen. So, yes, you're going to live your best life. You're going to make up for things. Make I don't, up for things. But what about my point of view is I don't want that much time. I'd rather know and within the month and then be done because I don't want somebody to have to take care of me. I don't want to have to do all these treatments that may or may not work. Like, I guess from my point of view, I've watched people go through years of treatments. I've watched people go through months of treatments, and watching somebody die was hard. Yes, you want that time with them and stuff like that, but you still have that month. I don't, those two years, I'm not sure I want, because I don't want somebody to have to take care of me and be sad all the time and always wondering when it's going to happen. And <clears throat> Well, how do you know in two, you have two years. Mm-hmm. They're obviously giving you some sort of treatment mm-hmm. with the impression that you're going to live. So wouldn't you want to take this treatment for two years with the possibility that you could live and live longer? Because there's no guarantee that you're going to die at the end of the two years. If there is, you may as well not even do treatment. You may as well just do hospice. Yeah, well, that was the question. The question was, would you want to know two years in advance the date of your death? Or would you want to know a month? I said a month only because uh, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to go through treat. I've seen people go through chemo. I've seen people go through a bunch of surgeries and stuff. I've been with people in hospice for weeks at a time. I I guess because I've seen all that, I don't want somebody to have to deal with me with that. Put me in hospice. There's people that are paid for that kind of stuff. So you're going to live in hospice for two years? 
No, I'm saying if it comes down to it, like, you know, if, if I'm going to be on treatment for two years. Mm-hmm. Your family is going to be the one taking care of you. Taking I don't have to the a doctor. family like that. So I, no one would take care of me in my family. No, I'm 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 not talking about you. I'm talking. I'm thinking blood relatives. No, it ends up being your wife and the kids and stuff. We end up being the ones taking care of you. Yeah, but you guys are the ones that would have to. And you can't guarantee all your feelings are going to be the same about me dying in a month. If I die in a month, if I if I tell you that I'm going to be so, you're I'm asking gonna, me if the roles was changed if it was you, not me. No, no, I'm saying that if, if the doctor said, "Hey, Dwayne, we just found out you have stage four cancer." It's you know inoperable. There's nothing we can do about it. You have probably less less than a month to handle your final affairs. I can come to grips with the fact that oh man, I didn't get all the stuff done that I wanted to get done. I could do a few things. Let me do those things. You're not going to necessarily have that same response and reaction. Right. The kids may have an even worse response right. to it. So yeah, it's going to be hard for you guys to deal with it because you're going to be like, oh, my God, the things we didn't do, the things that I didn't say, the things that we never got a chance to work on, to start or anything like that. I'm thinking, OK, listen, because death well, you is still get a month. So you still have time to say those things and do those. It's not happening. It's not happening right then. No, you're missing my point. I'm talking about for me. Right. I'm not going to have the ability to serve. Right. I am now basically dwindling and fading right. as we speak. I'm not going to be able to go out there and serve the homeless. I'm not going to be able to go out there and be a use to uh, to children or, or to the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I can't do any of those things now because I'm literally dwindling in health. Right. That's my that's my biggest fear is not being able to serve or being able to serve or being able to help somebody in the last month. Now, if you give me two years to go through treatment, I can still spend my time and or money being able to donate um, or pray, pray for other people. I have time to be of service to other people. That's all I care about. But I don't know that if you're sick, you're going to be able to even do, accomplish those goals. This is why we have to take each day. Watch me. But this is why we have to take each day like it's our last and do it now. Because if you get diagnosed with cancer or you get diagnosed with something you're obviously going to be sick. There's a chance you're not going to be able to go out there and serve. You're not going to be able to do different things. Your immune system's going to be down. You're probably going to be bedridden mm-hmm. if it's that bad. So you know that's what I, you kind know, of the, pro- the way I look at it. Possibly. But I, I still think that with two years, I have time to repent for my life, spend time in meditation for other people's lives, what they call mediate for other people, which is like just pray for right. other people. Hopefully reach out and connect with people who I, I didn't think was necessary to do at the time because I felt like I had a long time. Right. Make amends or maybe just tie up loose ends. Um, have that tough conversation with my dad that I've been dying to have for decades that I'm going, not the right time, not the right time, not the mm-hmm. right time. No better time now. Um. So like you said, yeah, people so, need to live in the moment now, even without well, those diagnosed. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's what we need to remember, that tomorrow's not promised. Everything that you just said, you should be doing today. Well, you know, it's funny. That's, that's an amazing point on your behalf. And the perfect example that I have for that was my mom. So for those who haven't heard the story, for those who have, forgive me. So 
my mom at 64 years old, uh, along with her brother, were killed in a car accident on Valentine's Day of 2020. They were hit by a truck at 6 o'clock in the morning, um, and both died. So my uncle was very, he was sick, having breathing issues. He was on an oxygen tank. He was only in his, you know, I think he might have been upper or upper 60s, might have been like 68, 69, somewhere around there. So uh, my mom being a nurse, she would accompany him to all his doctor's visits. <clears throat> so my, my uncle was on his way to a doctor's visit about two hours away, doctor's office about two hours away. My mom took the day off. She was going to travel with him. She had a whole list of <clears throat> doctor's appointments that she had planned on going with him. Right. Um, and so she made it a point to uh, put it in her calendar. So she had a particular calendar that she would keep all the dates, what doctor they were going to, what they were going for. And then after that appointment was over, she would write down the notes that she took from that doctor right. on what she got from that particular visit. Because her purpose of being there was to translate to my uncle what the doctor was saying. Because her being a doctor or being a nurse and having medical knowledge and him not, she she can easily translate and say, well, this is what they're saying. This right. is what the cause is. Anyway, she had a whole calendar full of his appointments, all the things that she had planned to do on a personal side, all the the um, the job offered, all the job because she was a, a traveling nurse, so all the uh, appointments and accounts that she had to go to for the month, she had on her calendar dates, times. I'm here from six a.m. to you know three p.m. Cool, all that locked down for two months. She had everything planned out. She had planned on uh, driving to a certain place to go visit a certain person or certain people dinner reservations lunch reservations she had already guaranteed she was going to help with church stuff on these particular days because she was the church custodian so if, you know if she didn't clean the church church didn't, didn't get cleaned so there were people who depended on her presence and there were people who were expecting her presence right so when she and my uncle were both killed in this accident I had a chance to go through her calendar and I think I was the most sad because she thought she had tomorrow. She thought she had the next day. She thought she had, you know, these plans were locked down. She was probably comfortable and confident going, no conflict here. I can go into this event. I can help these people over here. I can be there for my church. And that was no longer an option. And she thought, you know, maybe I'll tie up these loose ends later on, but I'm not going to do it now. Not a priority. Every day that you're alive, it's a priority. It's urgent, mm -hmm. an absolute urgent request because tomorrow is not promised and the people that you think are going to be there can just be gone. So anyway, that, that was my real world example of take advantage of today because tomorrow is not promised and the people that are around you are going to have a very, <clears throat> very hard time dealing with the fact you're not there. So whatever it is that you have to say to somebody, say it now. Or do so, it. If you have or do, do it. Do yeah. it. You would think, you know, I've had a lot of death in my family and different, just different things. You would think that we would be living differently and moving differently after so much loss. But we get complacent again and we forget. But it's important to put yourself out there and have those hard conversations and, and don't, sorry, my dog's walking around. <laughs> um, have those hard conversations. It's just, you have to. 
Yeah, it's tough. <clears throat> Especially when you're dealing with family. Some people uh, don't want to come to grips with the fact that something may happen to someone that they hold so valuable because it right. sounds like, oh, that don't, don't mess my mind up with that horrible thought. It's like, right. but it's a reality. Right. Regardless of whether you want it to be or not, it's a reality. My big one was my brother. Like, and this is what we're talking about when people get sick. He got sick and he went down fast. Like, this happened within a couple of months from knowing that he was actually really, really sick, being put in the hospital. Like, you don't think he's only, he was only five years older than me. And you just don't think it's going to happen. And there's conversations I wish I would have had. There's times that I wish I would have picked up the phone with him or whatever that I don't get back. Right. Like, there was times I'd ignore his phone call. Do you know how horrible I feel now? Yeah. But, I mean, it was my brother. It's my big brother. He would pick on me sometimes, and sometimes we'd have great conversations. But I, I would die for the phone to ring now. Like, you miss those. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so that Very got heavy so. really quick. Yeah, we're going, we're going to uh, <laughs> we're going to move away from that one. And um, <clears throat> we're going to talk. I want to talk about something that's more that I'm assuming some married couples may have. Um, had this conversation at some point in time, and probably not what you think. But we're, we're talking about we're talking about fifty fifty split marriages. Hmm. What are your thoughts? Financial splits. Yeah. So, okay. so what are your thoughts about a married couple, uh, a modern day married couple, and who should be in charge of paying what? So let's say, for instance, let's let's say. Um, uh, dinner. Who's in charge of paying for dinner? <laughs> okay, let's back up. You got to rewind because this is going to be based off both people's income. Are both parties working? Who's making more money? And then what the the what you expect? And that's a conversation you have to have with your spouse. For example, if my husband's making eighty thousand dollars a year and I'm making forty. He's going to be paying most bills, if not all of them. But that's something you got to sit down, you got to budget, you got to decide. Hey, I'll pay all the bills. You pay for gas and you pay for entertainment or you pay for groceries. Gas for who? Just your car? Both cars. Whatever. I don't know. It totally depends on the financial, what's coming in financially. I can't expect him to, if we're both making $40,000 a year, then it's probably going to be split pretty much down the middle because he's not going to be able to afford to pay for everything. And I'm working too. So it totally depends on what your bills are, who's bringing in what income, and then go from there and what the two decide. I think that's a personal decision in a relationship. Some people think man pays for everything. Other people think it's 50-50. It just, it depends. And I go based off, what are you making? What am I making? What are the bills? Okay. And how, how can we work this out? But I go based off what both parties are making. So what are your thoughts about, um, couple gets together? Do they eliminate their individual checking accounts and then get one joint account? Do they hold on to their individual accounts and open up a separate account for themselves that's strictly for like how, how how do you see that okay coming from somebody that's been married before i went I, i've been married twice first time we combined both accounts we had a savings and a checking that was it 
Second time, we completely split. He had his accounts. I had my accounts. He would give me certain money to pay bills, and I would make sure they were paid. But we had separate accounts. Now I believe that you should have four accounts. He should have his savings or his own little thing. I should have mine and our own little thing. We should have a savings together and a joint account for household things. So that way, if he wants to go off and buy something for his wife, he has that account. I'm not saying you don't have access to it and you don't know what's in there because that's keeping secrets. You're not keeping secrets, but you should have your own money. You shouldn't have to say, if I'm doing all the bills and I'm doing all the budgeting, hey, babe, can I go buy this candy bar today? You don't want to have to say that. So if you have your own money, you can do what you want. But I still have to let you know what's in it. Well, don't you? I think knowing what each other has is is good. Is <laughs> for <good>. who? <laughs> for both. I think for both. Why? So, happens, so the wife can que- so the wife can question. What? Why did you spend two hundred dollars on some Jordans when? Well, uh, if that's did- in his account and all the bills are paid, she shouldn't be saying anything. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let, let's take it. Let, let's use an example that all the bills are paid. Right. Kids are taken care of. Bills are paid. House is good. Everything is straight. Mm-hmm. And then the husband, he has an addiction to sneakers. Okay, so he keeps buying sneakers. Is he buying some for me, too? Yes. If he's buying some for me, too, we're good. So, so, so the caveat is being able to share. Buy for you, buy for me, buy for you. Because I'm going to be honest. Me, yeah, but do you buy anything for him? That's what I'm saying. For me, if I'm going out and I'm spending all this money on myself and I'm buying clothes, he's going to get a couple of shirts and stuff thrown in what I'm buying because I'm thinking about him. I need you to buy, I need you to go out there and buy some stuff for yourself. Then maybe you'll buy me some shirts. <laughs> I haven't been shopping in. I have long? I have one shirt that you bought me so far. That '90s shirt. That's it. I have nothing. Stop it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. You have time. other things. No, I don't have any clothes from you. Not clothes. No, that's what I said. It doesn't always have to be clothes. You buy enough clothes for yourself. <laughs> this is true. Like All right, so people, folks, wait, so wait, I, time I have out. Recently, uh-huh. bought myself a lot of clothes because and I a lot never, of shoes. I, I never listen. <laughs> Every day I, I have, come home, there's a new pair of shoes. I'm I like, where those now come from? Have the I have the money to be able to buy things that I was never able to buy before, and yes, there is there is slightly excessive because when you start buying shoes based upon color, not necessarily, yeah. Buy. He has every color except yellow, and we're not doing yellow. But in his defense, when he goes out and does those little shopping things, he throws something in there for me. Not throws. I buy you. If I buy one pair of shoes, you're getting one pair. If I buy two, you're getting two. If I buy a shirt for me, you're getting three. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not always. Let's be clear. That's not always because you had a delivery from Nike this past week twice. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a box in there for me. No, 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 no. no. Exactly. No, no, no. So be fair no, no, in no, what no. you're saying. Hold up. It's not every time. That was one time. It's not every time. That was one time. It's not every time, people. But and he is I, very, when I'm, if I'm being honest, he's very, very generous to me. Thank you. He absolutely is. I can't complain about that. Check that cup you're drinking out of. That's, that's <laughs> me. I got the, okay, so he <laughs> bought me a Bucks cup because he got a Miami cup and I complained for a week. Oh, I really like your Miami cup. I wonder if they have a Bucks one. And then I came home one day and I had a Bucks one. Well, it's a Tervis tumbler. If anybody knows what a Tervis tumbler is, it's one of those <laughs> ones that stays cold for like 12 hours and hot for eight hours or whatever. It's one of those really expensive. It's like like 45 bucks for this for this but cup. The hang question on, is, on, did you on. buy it originally when you bought yours? 
No, let me explain why. Okay. So you already had one. And the reason you had the the, the iridescent one, remember the, the right. multiple color one. Right. So that was the reason why I was like, I like that cup. I think I want one because yours keeps your your water super cold for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now I happened to have gone into a local sports store here in the mall, and I was like, oh man, they have them, and they got a Dolphins one or a Hurricanes one. <laughs> and the Bucks one was super dope too. Now I hate the Bucks. For all you Buck fans out there. Hater. I hate you. I'm a, I'm dolphin, a Bucks fan. I got I'm a y'all. Dolphin fan for life. All my Dolphins I got fans, y'all. I love you. Anyway, I'm a Dolphin fan. So I decided to buy the Dolphins one and I came home and I showed her, hey, I got a cup like I'm yours. I'm sure there were plenty on the shelf. On what shelf? <laughs> oh, that's, you know what? I just caught that. I'm a little slow. I'm glad you got it. <laughs> Folks, when the NFL season comes around, there's going to be plenty of trash talking. Please yes. believe it. We're gonna have lots of um, Sunday parties. Oh, it's gonna be a whole <laughs> lot of trash talking. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have some group, some friends over here to talk trash with us. Anyway, so I get the cup. I come home and I'm like, "Hey, babe, I got a cup just like yours." She's like, "Oh my god, I like that cup. It's a really nice one." I was like, "You should see the Bucks one. The Bucks one is super nice." Excuse me, you would really, really like the Bucks one because it's got the flag and the flag covers like it's like two different flags and it covers the whole cup. And she was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." In my head, I'm like, all right, well, this Dolphins one is super nice. I think she, I really think she would like this Bucks one, but she already has this insulated cup. When is she ever really going to use this? Because she, you, you literally uses this cup for everything. So I'm like, she's never going to put this down. So one day I head over to the mall and I'm bored one day. So I go over to the mall and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to get it for her. I think when she sees it, she's going to fall in love with it. This is probably going to replace <laughs> the cup that she's currently using. I was 1,000% right because when I brought her home, she fell in love with it. She has not stopped using it <laughs> since. She hasn't used another cup in I this really house haven't. at all. I've brought her another cup for, for coffee, but she drinks out of her Bucks cup every day, all day. She loves it. So now we sort of have matching cups. Yes. Except mine is a better looking cup because it's a Dolphins cup. So whatever. But, whatever. But one thing I can say when you do go shopping and stuff, you do make sure... That yeah. I feel special at the same time. Those pink that part, those he's... Pink Air Force Ones, I'm telling you. Listen, hey. I'm still stealing... Okay, so he bought me light pink Air Force Ones. But himself, dark pink Air Force Ones. Now, here's the secret that you guys don't know about. They don't need to know this. <laughs> yes, they do. They don't need to know this. <laughs> they need to know this part. We both wear the same size. In spirit. <laughs> we wear the same size in spirit. So... All of these great shoes that he's buying, I can wear anytime I want. No, she can't. <laughs> yes, I can. She cannot put her foot, foot, foot funk in my shoes. <laughs> my feet don't stink, remember? That's true. That's a weird fun fact about her. Her feet just don't stink. I have smelled all her shoes. It's not a fetish. Don't, don't <laughs> Even when they're, I have no socks and I put them in shoes and I go around all day do long. Not stink. It's ridiculous. He Somebody, has tested this out, guys. He's walked around and like, let me smell your feet. <laughs> yeah, the, I like the way that sounds. It just sounds like a fetish. Girl, let me smell your toes. <laughs> How did you end up smelling my smell feet? Because I was massaging your feet. Oh, right after I took the shoe yeah, off. And then he, he was, took, he took the, the shoe and smelt the shoe and then smelt my foot again. Anticip- I was like, wait a minute. See, I, I anticipated her toe smelling like old garlic knots. but So I grabbed her foot like waiting. Just like, oh, my God, it smells like hot butter bear. It's just it's <laughs> nasty. I don't ever stink. And what are you talking about? I rub her foot and I'm going, all right, wait a minute. I must have missed the toe section. Let me. Let me. And not the, give me the shoe. The shoe can't. Was put powder in her shoes. Nothing. I couldn't figure it out. Some, th- some, th- she's a, she's a unicorn. <laughs> um, 
made of sunshine and rainbows and cinnamon. Um, <laughs> at least what else, that's what I'm going to tell her. But yes, we do wear the same size in, in sneakers. So when I bought the dark pink uh, sneakers and she got the light pink ones, I was honestly having a hard time. I was like, whatever one she decides she doesn't want, I'm cool rocking. So I gave her a choice. Which one do you want? She picked the light pink one. So I'm like, all right, cool. And she was like, well, I'm take both. I was like, no, the hell you not. <laughs> this, 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 wasn't, this, this ain't a buffet. I was giving you a choice. One or the other. The other ones I'm going to keep. I spent a good amount of money on both of these shoes. You could have one. That's it. Well, I can wear them, right? No. <laughs> you have a spare key to my car. I don't mean you can just take off and you drive. You let me drive your car. I can't drive Domino. You don't, he doesn't let me drive his car, guys. No one drives Domino. Yeah. I've, I've, I've driven it once. One time. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll no, drive it unless again. I'm incapacitated or drunk, which in turn means I'm incapacitated. Yeah. That's um, the same definition. That's the only time <laughs> somebody's driving Domino. And I'm pretty much going to drunk slobber all over you while you do it to just like yell at you like, where are you driving my car? Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> It's going to be bad. <laughs> anyway, so, Domino was a hard get. She was a hard get. She was expensive. It's the most expensive thing I've ever owned at one time. So I, I hold a lot. And I had. it's a very unfortunate way that I got Domino. So I'm glad to have Domino. Um, so she just holds a very special place. I've never had anything that was as valuable before outside of my beautiful my beautiful woman here. But that that's the only possession I've ever had that... Um, that was costly like that. So so do you think, <clears throat> what do you think about the 50-50 split? Um, I think, I think multiple things. So let's go with the, the first question I asked was a 50-50 split. If we're both making $35,000 a year, we're putting all of our money into the same account. Forget the individual account. We don't have the money to splurge individually. So, you know, if you decide you want to go to lunch and buy McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, it's coming out of both of our accounts. It's coming out of our joint account because we're splitting bills. We're, we're splitting, you know, our dinner, going out to dinner. If you want to go to lunch and grab snacks with, you know, grab a happy it's hour, it's coming out of, out of one account. account. Right. Now, if I'm making $80,000 a year and you're making $38,000 a year, I'm taking care of a majority of the bills without question, without hesitation. I'm taking care of the majority of the bills, the, whatever the most expensive bills are mortgage, um, homeowners insurance, which is not expensive, but still uh, the mortgage. It's included uh, in the mortgage normally. insurance for, for the cars. Right. I'm taking care of those things. All I'm asking you to probably take care of handle the groceries. Okay. Handle the grocery. That's it. Or, you know, if, if you want to, if hey, listen, if I'm running late from work, or, or I'm really tired, or you're really tired, and you want to get some DoorDash, you get it sometimes. Like, uh, grab it. Yeah. Like, grab it. Just be like, yo, you know what? You know what? Today, on the way home, I'm going to order DoorDash, so when we get home, dinner will right. be there. You know? So, split those. Um, it's not, hey, I want DoorDash, you go get this every single time. Right. Like, that should go, it should go back and forth. Right. I'm, I'm in an awkward situation right now, because... I have a, a, a certain amount of money that's kind of set aside to spend, but I'm also in the process of trying to find the right job for me right now because I'm still going through the whole transition of moving from South Carolina back here. So I'm just trying to make sure everything is right, but I'm not in a, I'm not in a pressed rush 
bills are paid, everything's taken care of. Mortgage is good, light bill is taken care of, groceries are in the house by both you and and my hands. Mm-hmm. So um that's squared away. So with nobody thinks you just came down, moved in with me no, and no, I'm no, taking no, care no, of everything. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I took care of everything in advance. So that that wasn't an issue. And I don't really care what the outside world thinks. No. I don't think what they want anyway. Um but no, we are very financially we are very good. And it's not you that's footing the bill at all. So we're both contributing a good amount and I've actually taken the brunt on a lot of things just to make sure that we were good in advance. Right. Um but if I was making the more I think my natural my natural reaction as a protector is to want for you to save money and me to take care of everything. My natural desire is to I guess the old school right. is to be able to provide. But at the same time, it's modern because I don't want I don't believe in you being, you know, poly homemaker where it's like, right. well, I'm going to provide everything that you got to be at home cooking <laughs> me a hot meal when I get home. Nah, you're really a good even split, to be honest. You, you really are. Shout out to Donna Custer. Rest in peace. I love you. <laughs> that was he, her. You definitely are a provider. You're definitely one that wants to take care of things anytime you can. Um, and there's times I have to slip in. Oh, I bought dinner tonight. Here you go. <laughs> I have to slide right. it in. Um, right. Or I got you this little gift. Like, I have to slide stuff in on him. Yeah, it, it's hard for me because I want to be the... I, I want to make sure that because because of my hard work, everybody's good. Mm-hmm. Not a bragging point, but it's a comfort level to be like, okay, this person can... These kids can sleep comfortable at night because, you know, the work that I put in. Or you right. can sleep comfortable at night because of the work that I put in. And I can sleep at night because of the work that I put in. I want you to be safe, but I also want you to feel like if you want to splurge and go go Amazon crazy, you want to get Amazon drunk and just start buying a whole <laughs> bunch of things, random things for the bathroom or for the kitchen or for yourself, or right. for your clothes, that you can do it and not worry about how it's going to affect the bottom line because right. I'm taking care of it. Right. That's where I am. So, again, I, my, my mindset is a, is a bit old school and when it comes to me but new school when it comes to you so I'm, I'm a little bit different when it comes to that that's just my natural protective nature is just to make sure that you can have what you want now I don't I, I wouldn't want you to get greedy and expect like why are you at you know why you know I, I want you to to want to offer the help mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn you down anyway I'm be like no 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 don't worry about it I got it but every once in a while, I'd be like, do you need my help? I can help you. I can take care of you. No, 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 no. That's it. Interesting. Fun topic. That, that was an interesting topic that uh, that I, I'm pretty sure some married couples who are listening right now are probably, if they're driving somewhere, it's probably a real awkward drive at the right. moment. <laughs> it, but it depends on what you bring in, what, you're, what you and your husband discuss. Right. Everybody's different. Everybody doesn't think the same way. Just like you said, if you're both making thirty thirty eight thousand dollars a year, there's not extra accounts. Live within your means. Check those bills out and see what you can save. Check that out first before you do anything else. You should not be living in a place that you're paying two grand a month in rent if you guys aren't making the money for that. So that that leads to another good segue question is. Do you consider a woman's maintenance essential? <laughs> Are nails and getting your hair done essential? Now, before you answer that question, I'm gonna I'm gonna bail men out by going, 
We don't care about your nails and your acrylics. It ain't always for y'all. Hold up. Now, a lot of women will say, well, we get it done for y'all. You may not, you may not be in that category, but there are a lot of women that I've heard that said, we do who you think we do it for ourselves? That's because for we all want the hating women, for all the hating women outside there that's going to hate no matter what. They, they, if it's, if it, if my hair looks good, they're going to hate because it looks better than theirs. If it's not good, they're going to hate because they think that right. I'm less than they are. If my nails look trash, they're going to laugh at me because I got trash nails. If my nails look better than them, they're going to hate because their they, theirs don't look as good. So they're like, well, we do it for you, you guys. It's a part of the package to impress you guys and to please you guys. Right. I'm telling you, on behalf of every single man on the planet Earth, we don't care about you know you getting your hair done every two weeks and oh, it being you a care. Certain, Let you me know. tell you how you care. Some of okay. First of all, this question is individualized per woman. Yeah, sure. Nobody. No, I, I'm can, just kidding. It, you're right. It is. Nobody can. I can't tell this woman over here that her nails and hair are not essential when she's ball headed. It's not essential. And she, if she's ball headed or she has problems with her fingers or something and has to have her nails, you don't know. If you don't know if you're too big. You don't know if you're issue? too big and you can't get down there to paint your own dang toes. So then leave them alone. Really? And now y'all want crater feet? Hold on. So you telling me during the pandemic, women that set aside money to have their hair and nails done to be stuck in quarantine, that was essential? First of all, we didn't get the money. We, money wasn't coming in during that time. And to second who? Of all, not everybody was unemployed. A lot of people weren't getting paid during that time. Not everybody. That's not everybody's case. Well, not everybody's. However, nobody was getting it done because we're sitting at home all the time. Nobody's nobody's coming out of the room but us. Now, I was painting my own toes. I get my nails done. I was painting over my nails so that way they wouldn't fall off or break or anything like that. I get my nails done. I originally started getting them done because my nails were super, super weak. So this was like an easy, quick fix that I didn't have to worry about them breaking, splitting down, or whatever. So that's why I get my nails done. As far as my hair, <clears throat> I don't wear weave and stuff like that. I can do my own hair. I might go get it dyed once every three months, and I have to get it trimmed. Have to? You say have to. I have to have, have it. To? Let me tell you why I have to have it trimmed. Yes, tell if me. If I don't have it trimmed, my split ends will split up. I've had to cut my hair to my ears about seven years ago. I've seen the picture. I was devastated. I've never had short hair, but the reason why is because I wasn't getting it trimmed like I was supposed to. It started thinning on me from stress and stuff like that. I wasn't taking care of it like it should have been. So so hairstylists are essential workers. So it's it's EMT workers, firefighters, cops, and hairstylists. Who else is going to cut their hair? I'm, what am I going to do, lean over and cut my own hair and it be jacked up? Listen, you better do it. Do it yourself and watch some YouTube tutorials. Listen, I've had other people try to cut my hair. Let me trim a little bit off the button. Yeah. You could possibly get away with maybe a little bit of trimming. But the rest of it, like trying to diet yourself and stuff, you really have to have the right stuff. Like this box dye and everything else is going to kill your hair. So I had to do an all natural. I only put natural products in my hair to get it to grow back out. I go and get it trimmed every eight weeks or whatever. So, there's, I, so there's, there's no hair care products to help prevent split ends? Oh, they say they do, but that doesn't mean it's always going to work. And it doesn't mean it's going to work for your hair. So I'm, I'm sure the ladies are out there. They are championing you and cursing my name. They are because we're like, wait a minute. Has so you ever seen me, a head? So <laughs> Sally, the Sally Beauty Supply or Ulta or wherever you get your, your beauty stuff from, your nail stuff mm-hmm. from, those are essential workers. 
So when those people talk about, listen, we, we're only letting essential <laughs> workers go back to work. The EMT people, they're essential. The nurses, essential doctors. They left McDonald's officers. and stuff open. Is that essential? You can go home and cook your own food. Hold on, I don't know that they had McDonald's. They, they, they had, had the fast food places. Okay, I'm nah, in, we're in Florida. Closed. Wait, we're in Florida. Hold on. I was, I was about to say when I was in South Carolina, they were closed. McDonald's was okay. Closed. I want to say some of the places were the major restaurants were closed. I want to say in dining was all closed. I remember that. Um, but you could still, if I remember correctly, you could still go out and get stuff. You could still do it. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, I a lot of the the fast food fast food places um, definitely were closed during the pandemic. Now they they only stayed closed for you know a few months. They offered deliveries though, even though the, some of these places were closed, a lot of them did deliveries and through yeah. DoorDash and stuff like that. Yeah, it, I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing because I don't remember. I want to say that some. Some places were open. Some places were closed. At one point, everything was basically closed. That was in March when it first happened. Yeah. Um, but things started opening up pretty quickly, especially in Florida. Yeah, I mean, I can assume we're, Florida. We're a different breed. Florida is definitely a different breed. We're like a different country here, and I'm glad to be back here because there's no place like it. But are you um, glad to be back here because of those kind of rules, or are you just glad to be back in Florida? I'm glad to be back in Florida. Yeah. So that that's that's a definite. There's nothing I miss and love more than Florida at this point in time because we just we set apart from everybody else. Florida and Texas are two different. I still think we're better than Texas, but that's a whole other story. Um, but the, the conversation of, of uh, uh, hair care and being nails essential being essential like that. that that may just be. Um, I think it's it's a person by person. Um, decision and what they're used to and what they're doing. I think that's what it's going to come down to. That's what it's going to be based on. It's also going to be based on your own finances. If I honestly, if I didn't have the money, I wouldn't be getting my nails done. And honestly, I only get them done once a month. You're just getting them done every two weeks. I get them done every three weeks. That way I'm monthly. Well, a lot of these nail care techs and hairstylists were taking less money because they had to keep their business open. But at the same time, they were aware that these people were losing their jobs or they were struggling with work. So they were like, listen, you know, for the for the for the time being, we're going to, you know, I'll knock off 40, 50 bucks off of your, you know, one hundred and ten dollar haircut. Right. So we can both stay stay rocking. But um, and then after a few months after that, that, you know, when we start getting our first stimulus check. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like people were going out there and spending that full, you know. That was the first thing they wanted to do. Now, I'll be honest. I went through a period of time where we didn't have money. And yeah. I was just basically trying to feed my kids, forget everything else. I didn't go and get my hair cut. I didn't go and have my hair dyed at the beauty salon and stuff. I did it all myself. I put hard nail polish on my nails and I went on about my business. So yeah. it totally. But for didn't. how long? How long did you do that? <laughs> Gosh, that was a good year to two years that I really was not spending money on stuff like that. Yeah. Because I just didn't have it. So is it essential when you don't absolutely have it? Yeah. I'd rather feed my kids than put nails on. Like, sometimes you've got to make a choice. I can go to the dollar store and buy some 99-cent polish and figure that crap out. Look, um, I, I, to try I tell to you look what. Decent. The, the one thing that I realized during the pandemic is that one of the things that ended up being essential was, like, Walgreens and CVS workers. 
the ability to go into a Walgreens and be able to grab some, you know, the rubber gloves or the, the what about Publix and stuff? The mask, oh, of course, no, 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 grocery yeah. stores too. But I'm saying, the, the, for me, during the pandemic, one of the right. things that I found true value in was being able to go into a Walgreens and getting some um, medicine or to get some some quick essentials. And because early on, we were uncomfortable about going into grocery stores. Yes. Very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it was like, no, 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 no. I don't, how are they going to do it? And some grocery stores were like, we're only letting four people in the store at a time. See, my pandemic experience was different. And it was different because in March, when everything happened, I was starting to feel pain. And I was struggling to walk some. So with them shutting down the schools, it actually worked out for me because I was able to work for home, from home. As I progressed, by May, they decided... This is not getting better. She's going to have to have surgery. So all through the pandemic, I was home. I was glad to be home. I was resting. Um, I was able to work from home and still make money. I was able to, still able to help my kids, but I didn't have to do the activities that I was normally doing. So for me, the pandemic hit kind of at the right time. <laughs> I hate to say that, but it was a big help for me. And I was able to kind of skate through. Now, they were not, at the time, they had shut down surgeries that weren't essential, things like that. Um, they started opening it back up. And by the end of June, when I had my surgery, numbers started spiking again. So when the numbers spiked, I ended up doing that by myself, staying in the hospital and everything by myself, because nobody can be in there with you. Right. Like, your person can drop you off. That's it. They leave. I was there for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, before I could be taken home. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. However, and that's still kind of scary for a lot of people having to drop off their loved ones. However, my experience was a little bit different for the pandemic. I didn't have to worry about my nails and my hair and stuff like that. My hair went up in a bun. Yes, it got some craze. It, it was what it was, but I was sick at the same time. Yeah. Listen, the pandemic hit people in different ways uh, all over the country. So um, whether you think that hair, getting your hair on your nails done um, was essential or grocery store workers were essential, the fact of the matter is that everybody had a job uh, to get accomplished. Not everybody was able to do that job to be able to feed their families. So it affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And I thank God that 2020 is over. Um, rest in peace to the people that we lost during 2020 for whatever reason, um, because 2020 was very unforgiving, and we are on the other side of that. And uh, even with the the political divide, the racial divide that we were dealing with, as well as the pandemic, 2020 a was a dark storm over mm-hmm. this country, over uh, of America in whole, and every individual that was here. So we're going to leave this episode on a positive note. And I'm going to recap our riddle from the beginning of the show. So, <laughs> if you did not hear it, the riddle goes as such. You measure my life in hours. I serve you by expiring. I'm quick when I'm thin and slow when I'm fat. The wind is my enemy. What am I? I'm not telling y'all. I will tell y'all next week. So, I gives you incentive to hang in next week and find out what, is going, uh, what the answer is. I'll be more than happy to tell you that at the beginning of the next episode. And Eric. Expect our delivery yeah. for you so that way you get some merch Absolutely. for answering the last time. Shout out to you, Eric Richardson, for uh, for reaching out to me and hitting me up with the, the correct answer on the first shot. And shout, shout out to you, CJ, for even sending an answer in, and it was well thought out. 
but I know CJ. So CJ is probably sitting at the uh, the coffee table or the kitchen table <laughs> with a notepad, and he probably had a Golden State a Golden State Warriors hat on. He was trying to figure that out. <laughs> he wrote down a whole bunch of answers. He showed his work. I believe he showed his work. I've really enjoyed the feedback <laughs> that people are giving and talking to us about the show. So thank you guys. If you have feedback, please hit us up. Some of you have my numbers. Y'all can fit. Y'all can um, get us on Facebook or Instagram. Yep. Um, Feel yep. free to message us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what should, we should change, what topics you want to hear. Yeah, if there's a different dynamic to the show that you guys think we should we should implement, just let us know. We're, we're doing this show because it's a great outlet for us, but we're doing it for you guys. So whatever you guys think you want to hear, we're, we're all open. So if you enjoy the show, let us know. won't hurt. Uh, if you don't like the show, let us know. We want to make it better. And if you just want to tell us how we might have changed your day, uplifted your, your day, then just let us know just so we know that we're doing something in the right uh, the right arena. So um, we take our own personal time to do this, and we have a great time doing it. But if it's really helping you guys to, uh, through whatever, answer some questions or start a conversation with you and your spouse or you and your kids, then uh, we, we, we'd love to hear back. Mm-hmm. So feel free to shoot us an email. We are on Facebook. We have our individual pages. Uh, mine's under Dwayne Custer at, on, on Facebook. Uh, Kelly's is under Kelly K um, on Facebook. You can look her up. Or we have a page for the podcast itself, and it is uh, the Custer Chronicle. Actually, it's just Custer Chronicle. Uh, no S at the end because they wouldn't let me put the S at the end. So it's Custer Chronicle. But you'll see the page and the logo with us in it. Feel free to shoot us a message, DM us, let us know what you think. Anybody that does, we will send the merch. Absolutely. You will definitely get that merch. So please... Feel free to do that. Thank you for tuning in to the Custer Chronicles, and we will talk to you guys uh, next week. See ya.